0: Welcome back to another episode of Between Two Posts. I'm Kyle alongside Everett, how are you doing?
1: I'm good buddy, just uh, enjoying my time off here, you know, having a couple snacks every day and you know, maybe getting outside a little bit. What about you? What's new?
0: Uh, Nothing much, just been grinding with the the helmet painting and uh, banging out some interviews. So uh, I think that the big important thing you mentioned, you got to balance some exercise with those snacks. Yep. Yep. I've, uh, I've actually
1: crushed probably two and a half bags of Reese's peanut butter eggs so far, which I don't think anyone can really blame me because when you got time off and they're sitting there like, you can't knock it into a bag, right?
0: They're so good, but they, the issues, they just go right through you. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, I think the, it's one of those, you just got to eat it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's
1: how, how bad do you want it? Exactly. Are you gonna be uh? You gonna be soft about it?
0: You're gonna show some grit. I so. think the re- the reward might be worth the risk.
1: Um. Yeah. 100. percent It's definitely worth uh, the payback but, that you're gonna suffer. But
0: throwing in another uh, curveball here, there is a toilet paper shortage. So no, that's back. over.
1: That's over. Everywhere oh, you go, that stuff's it? back. Yeah. I mean, maybe in Florida because you guys are crazy um psychos. Know. But everywhere you go up here, in, at least in the Midwest area, bud. Um. Every store's got everything fully stocked. Everyone's got water, everything you need. So all the whole crazy shit, that's over. So that's been good, man. I got a sick mustache,
0: though. I do have that. Oh, really? I just shaved mine, so. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, last time we uh, recorded with, like, the the video, I think I had, like, the handlebars. Yeah, that was scary. All those, so, but, so. Yeah. My uh, mustache just mud- didn't,
1: though. It's, uh, it's not good, but, you know, I figured might as well try it and have some fun because there's nothing else going on day to day, and I don't have to see anybody. But uh, you brought up masks, man. You painting? You getting still people shipping some stuff out to you?
0: Yeah, we're getting going. Uh, hopefully, um, you know, it's usually around this time of the year. Uh, obviously a little different with seasons ending and not really sure what seasons are starting back up if, when, whatever. So uh, just kind of taking it slow, seeing it where, where it all goes. But for now, yeah, just a lot of designing and prep work until uh, it really starts to pick up.
1: That makes sense. Kind of just keep it rolling. And
0: then obviously hockey will come back for everybody. So Absolutely. It's a great time to get your mask done if you're sitting around on your couch. So, uh, you know, head over Instagram, New Jacks Airbrush. See you there. Quick plug. Uh, how do you spell New Jacks? That is N-U-J-A-X and then Airbrush, I think, is uh self-explanatory also. I don't wanna risk getting it wrong, so Cause
1: you would do that. So, anyways, uh we had a we teed up a sick interview.
0: Um
1: we just happened to line up uh one of the bigger guys uh that I've been watching play hockey in the last five years. Very, very exciting to talk to, Mr. Matt Murray. Who? Uh Matt uh Matt Matthew. Murray he's uh he's from Ontario Thunder Bay um plays for the Penguins right now of Pittsburgh in the National Hockey League
0: okay NHL I think I've heard of that league too he might have didn't he win like two Stanley Cups back to back
1: yeah it's not it's nothing to really kind of get yeah, too excited about excited. it's just two cups yeah, yeah. so um but <laughs> we had a lot of fun with this one everybody what uh, what was one of your favorite stories from him
0: Okay, so first, in all seriousness, it was an unreal interview, probably uh, one of my favorites to talk to a guy that's uh, been through that many uh, crazy experiences, especially in his first few years, but um, I'd have to say my favorite part was just talking about ESPN8, ocho. we got into quite a bit of uh, sign spinning, marble racing, you name it.
1: Yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely trying to kill time like the rest of us, I think what I... Kind of caught me off guard was uh, he's unable to
0: build a basketball net. Um, Not very hands on kind of guy. I wouldn't say unable. A few struggles, but he he said he got it done in the end. So, uh,
1: yes, he did. I mean, that's perseverance and that's what separates him from us. That is is the pros why
0: he's in the NHL right now. Just completely determination. He's competitive and he's got that grit, you know? Yeah. So, what a lot of people at home might not know is um, like draft day when teams interview you they'll be like, hey, here's a basketball kit. Put it together. You have an hour. And uh, you know, he he was able to do it in his in his draft interview. So uh obviously he he got to where he is now and I'm sure basketball building was a big part of it. See, that's the one thing that I don't think people
1: realize is when you're <laughs> when you're put on the spot like that and you're you know, they give you the instructions, but you're trying to put part A into part B, bolt three goes in the whole, you know, F like there's a lot going on there. And then you got the lights, the cameras, mics. It's exactly. a lot of pressure for a kid at, you know, 17, 18, depending on how old you are, you're getting drafted. But um, but no, I think this one's a blast. We can't wait for you guys to hear it. And then uh, be sure to uh, follow us on Spotify and we'll cool. keep you updated when we get to new platforms.
0: You know, that's the rumor why uh, McDavid went before Eichel.
1: Is it really? See, I've yeah. already heard that, but it was never.
0: Yeah, yeah, I just didn't believe it. He just was able to build the basketball hoop a little bit quicker, and that's all it was. That's the only difference, really, between them. So, anyways, back to goalie stuff. Um, yeah, sick interview. Um, learned a lot of cool stuff about him. Great guy, and uh, can't wait for the listeners to hear it.
1: All right. We'll uh, talk to you guys after. Send it over.
0: Between two posts today, hailing from Thunder Bay, Ontario, Standing at 6'4", two-time Stanley Cup champion and current starting goaltender for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Welcome to the pod, Matt Murray.
2: Wow, what an intro. (laughs) Appreciate that. Absolutely electric right there. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Matt, how you been? I've been good, guys. I've been good. Just a little bit, uh, a little bored at the moment, you know, with this whole quarantine situation. but. finding ways to stay busy, you know. How are you guys? It's been good. Um Keeping busy, we're still,
1: well for me, I'm cranking out orders and stuff like that, so we're actually trying to get a jump on college and junior kids for next year, so that's been a little bit my day-to-day. What about you, Kyle?
0: Man, I I can't even tell you how bored I've been. I think I've broken <laughs> out every single board game we own. It's just... Uh-huh i yeah, I don't even know what to do anymore. This is the only thing keeping me sane. I'm <laughs> just waiting for the next recording, right?
1: Yeah, I know. Too funny.
0: Um, yeah, life goes on. I mean, it's, it's hard. Obviously, you guys know without hockey. I mean, that's such a huge part of, I mean, definitely, definitely Matt's day, probably more than me and yours have, but. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we were talking about this before we started recording. Like, like I was saying, it's, it's tough. Like, it's so boring and it's such a, you know different lifestyle than we're used to but it's definitely necessary I mean this this stuff is getting pretty serious so yes. um, I just try to keep that in mind you know that that we're doing the right thing and um, trying to find the positives too you know like I get to spend so much time with my wife and my dogs now that that usually I, I don't get to with being on the road and, and being at the rink and all that so um just trying to find some positives in it I guess
0: Yeah, exactly. Just, I guess it's like an extended summer or, I mean, I guess that's the only way you can look at it is just getting away from the game a little bit and getting re-energized and just staying ready. Right.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a great way to look at it. It's just the tough part right now is that there's no real timeline. Like there's no real end in sight right now, which is, um, you know, that's probably the most difficult thing is not knowing exactly when or, if or whatever, um, we're gonna start up again. But um yeah, like you said, it's good to let the body rest up again and, and heal up again and hopefully we can um find a way to, you know, get some more hockey in this season. Definitely. For sure.
1: Now you mentioned earlier uh you had uh you had ordered a basketball net. Do you are you gonna start sending out like NBA challenges to those players? <laughs>
2: That's a good idea, actually. Maybe uh, we're trying to get creative as best we can. My wife and I just don't know how to pass the time, and um, yeah, that was the latest—the uh, latest idea I had it was I bought a basketball net, and you know, for one, it was way out of my league putting that thing together. So that took up a good like, <laughs> took me like two and a half days. With it was raining too a couple of days, so oh man, it took me forever just to put it together. And ever since, I've been out there a couple hours a day. So uh that'll that'll keep me pretty busy for the most part are you an instruction book guy or do you just look at the pictures and just wing it oh I'm definitely instructions like I gotta follow it to a t and and even then I still can't figure it out half the time this thing was tough man this thing (laughs) this thing gave me a good challenge for sure
1: (laughs) so you're definitely not much of a mechanic as of yet
2: no definitely not definitely not maybe that's the, your next project to
1: keep you busy you can start reading up on that
2: <laughs> yeah that's true i can start doing my own oil changes and stuff too with the cars yeah that's a good idea yeah get real I'll, hands I'll on, on with idea it idea right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> um now you did mention that you've been hanging out with uh what well, you call them dogs i thought they were two small bears uh but <laughs> are those are those newfoundland dogs
2: they are yeah they're newfies they're um they're about uh, i guess one of them is will be four this year and the other one will be three this year. So
1: oh, they're wow. still pretty
2: young, but um, yeah, they're, they're unbelievable dogs. They're, I uh, couldn't ask for, for better dogs. That's for sure.
1: Now, I don't know if, you know, our listeners know what newfies look like, but they're massive and you have two black ones. So they look like small bears outside, but do they have yeah. their own rooms in the house or like, how do you find yeah.
2: space for them? Uh, it's Actually it's, I think, we have our own rooms in their house is how I would put it. Uh, (laughs) It's pretty much their, uh, their house. They run the show around here. And uh, I guess that's, that's how most uh, dog owners would probably answer that question. But um, yeah, they they just kind of roam around. They don't really have, we didn't crate training or anything like that. Um, I don't even know if they make crates that big, but um, we just let them roam the house and roam the yard and um, they just kind of do their own thing. But, uh, I think that's how they like it.
1: Yeah, I can't beat that. Freedom for the dogs. Now, you mentioned uh, you and Christina are are married now. You guys had a little secret wedding there. La- was it last
2: year? Yeah, last summer, yeah.
1: Yeah, so what uh, what prompted that? Like, did you guys have that plan, and that's just kind of how you wanted to hold it, something small, maybe just family-only kind of thing? Or.
2: Yeah, we had it planned uh, probably almost a year before it um maybe a little less and that's just kind of our style you know neither of us like to be too uh too flamboyant or or too flashy or anything like that we don't necessarily like to be the uh the center of attention so we just kept it real real small it was literally just the two of us uh photographer uh videographer and um the sweetest lady who um was like the justice of the peace, I guess you call it, or, yep. or whatever, maybe that actually married us. So it was literally just us. And uh, we did it right at our property on the lake and um, yeah, kept the whole thing a secret. Nobody knew, you know, maybe like 15 people total knew before. No uh, way. Yeah. Just close, close friends and family and uh, posted it online after after it was over and that's kind of how we announced it to everybody. So um yeah we pulled the fast one on some people but that's uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of our style, you know, just kind of doing our own thing. We um, the two of us loved it. It was, you know, such an easy going atmosphere and no stress at all. We just had a ton of fun. So um yeah it was cool. God did you get lucky because
1: I've been dating my girlfriend for four years going on five. And the amount of like little wedding tips and hints I get and like the planning. And I'm already running the numbers and I'm thinking, oh my God, like that, this is going to cost us thousands. Like where are we going to get the money where you just, I mean, the photographer, the justice and you're on your own property you can't beat that.
2: Yeah, no, we definitely saved a lot of money too, which is, uh, that's not the reason why we did it, but yeah, it's definitely a positive too. you know, save, save a little extra money for, uh, for the honeymoon, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's where the money needs to be spent, right? Because that's where all the funds at.
2: <laughs> that's right. No, for sure. You know, what? I love being a. I love being a guest at big weddings. I just didn't want to have one myself.
1: <laughs> so you you like getting treated, wined and dined.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you the best wedding I went to last year. Uh, my teammate Brian Russ uh, yep. got married, and he did it, you know, unbelievably well. And I don't think I'll ever go to a better wedding than that. Um, so that was. Uh, that was an incredible wedding to go to. So shout out to to the Rusts.
1: Absolutely. Um, no, not that I want to prod too much, but based on the inter- Instagram stalking I did, you guys have been, you and Christina have been together for quite some time, like since you were in the
2: Sioux, right? Yeah. As soon as, uh, right before I went to the Sioux, believe it or not. Um, oh. so yeah, I was in high school, um, back in, I guess, I was in 10th grade. She's a year younger than me, so I was in 10th grade. She was in 9th grade, probably, or maybe 11th and 10th grade, and yeah, that's when we kind of started dating, if you could call it that, in high school, but uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, no, we stuck together this whole time, and so she's been with me all the way through, even before uh, I got drafted. Um, It was, I think it was the summer before I went to the Sioux uh, for my first year, when we I guess, officially got together. Very cool.
1: So how much has that helped with you as you've been through this wild ride, going through the O, going up to the A and then now with Pittsburgh?
2: Yeah, it's been, um, I mean, it's been, it's been key. Um, you know, she's, uh, she's been there through the thick and thin, um, right from the get go. Um, you know, she knew me before. Uh, hockey she didn't even really know anything about hockey or um, <laughs> why I had to leave Thunder Bay to play hockey like she had no idea so um, you know she knows the real me and she's stuck with me through everything so um, yeah she's uh she's amazing has she gotten more into it now <laughs> yeah yeah of course yeah she's she's uh your typical goalie wife I would say probably you know, pretty. Uh, I think she gets pretty stressed out watching games, like like most <laughs> goalie uh, family members, goalie moms, and everything. Uh, you know, which I can see. It's probably a lot harder to watch than it is to be out there because you you feel like you have no control when you're watching. Oh, the well.
1: Absolutely. Um,
2: yeah, she's definitely uh, she's definitely in that you know same category for sure.
0: Definitely. So you brought up uh, you you did the small wedding and you know had it pretty personal um you were I think I found this online uh you're the only NHL goaltender to win two Stanley Cups in your rookie year because of the technicality of games played which is kind of crazy to think about but um so for either of your cup parties were they did you go all out or were they still more personal
2: um that's a great question so I was lucky enough you know to have back-to-back uh years to do it so my first year um I was I think I did a little bit too much with it I was kind of running around all day and didn't really spend enough time like really appreciating what was happening um like that's like the holy grail you know like the Stanley Cup is is in your living room and the first year I was just uh too busy and doing too much with it so I never really had that time to just sit there and like appreciate it so I kind of took that lesson and like I said I was so fortunate to to get another chance the next year to do it and um, did things a little differently the second year just uh, kept it pretty quiet Um, close friends and family and you know around dinner time we kind of kicked kicked everybody out except for you know my good core group of friends that I grew up with and um, Christina and Uh, my parents and literally just sat around and the cup was kind of in the middle of the table and we were all drinking from it and telling stories and you know really appreciating what was kind of sitting right there in front of us because that's uh you know that's a trophy that uh I I was very fortunate to to be a part of a team that, that won you know two cups so um the second year I definitely you know didn't take it for granted and um, really enjoyed
0: my time with it. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. I mean, what a special thing! Like you said, it's to to win that, and especially at the age you did did that. Really, did you? I guess appreciate it um, as much as maybe if you had played for a long time and then won it towards the end of your career. Does it mean that much to you? I don't know if that's the way to phrase it or not.
2: <laughs> no, no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying for sure. Um, yeah, I mean. I definitely didn't take it for granted um, because, you know, the whole way up, you're told stories about guys who, you know, play their whole careers and never even get a chance at it. And I still remember the um, night before game six in San Jose, the first year we won. So 2016, that would have been. um, We went out. For dinner me and a couple of younger guys and obviously we were super nervous um because we had a chance that was the first game that we had a chance to win it yep and we were on the road and um we were walking around um santana row in san jose and uh we ran into mark Recky and uh a couple of the other guys I, Wow. i think rex might have been our he wasn't our assistant coach at that time, but he was our development coach, I want to say. So he was with the team and he, uh, he he ran into us it was me, Rusty, maybe Shiri. Uh, I can't remember who else was there, but Rex just kind of sat us down and told us like, um, gave us a little pep talk, I guess, and told us this big speech about how, you know, how we should be really appreciative of this opportunity and, not to be afraid of it and to really enjoy ourselves too because not many guys get that opportunity. Um, Definitely. So I still remember um, that speech that it gave us and I think it put all of us in a really good spot because we were all super nervous as you can imagine. And I think
1: it comes from a person that's been through you know such a such a career to kind of like look and sit down and say hey guys you know this is the reality of it this is where it's at and this is how you guys should look at it because like you said coming into it you you know at that age um 2021 it's it's a pretty daunting task and you're going into cup finals and this is your opportunity right so to be able to kind of like reground you and give you the perspectives I think that's huge
2: for sure yeah it was it was massive for all of us um and you know like I said you see guys even the, the next year a guy like Ron Hainsey who we got at the trade deadline, he'd been through, you know, I want to say like 15 or 16 seasons. And mm-hmm. I want to say he might have never even made the playoffs or never won a playoff series or something like that. So um, it really is the toughest trophy in sports to win. And So I think, you know, I just didn't want to take it for granted. And that that first year, what Rex told us really, uh, really resonated with all of us. That's
1: awesome. Um, now getting into that, I mean... <laughs> you were were you 20 or 21 with your first cup matt
2: um i would have been 20 21 i guess i would or i would have turned 22 uh my birthday's may 25th so it was right around like the eastern conference finals i think was my birthday okay
1: um So being that at that age, even though, how crazy is it going back to back? Like what were, what were you feeling going into the second cup and looking at the roster and looking at the team and thinking like, we have a possibility we can make a push and then finally finishing it up and bringing it home again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it's, it's never easy. It's, um, both, you know, two years were very different circumstances and very different challenges and you know, just different scenarios altogether. So obviously no two no two years are the same. And my second year I had, you know, quite a few injury problems and um, I got hurt the first game of the playoffs. Uh, I tore my hamstring. So I was yep. out for four weeks, I want to say. So just a totally different um you know, a to- totally different set of circumstances, I guess, than the first one. The first cup, I just got called up, so I didn't really know anything about the league yet or um, or the playoffs or anything. Um, so, yeah, the second year is just uh, a lot more challenging, I would say, in terms of injuries and, and dealing with that type of stuff. So um, I missed four weeks to start the playoffs and then came back in the third round and um, eventually got to play again.
1: And it, it seemed like you didn't even miss a beat. So how was that transition coming from missing those first two rounds of playoffs and then jumping right back into it? And it looks seamless. I mean, is that just due to the trainers and everything like that, or were you just mentally that hungry to get back on the ice?
2: Um, I think a little bit of both. I mean, in Pittsburgh we're very fortunate to have, you know, the best in the business that look after us with injuries and stuff like that. And, um, the, the guy that was kind of in charge of my rehab his name was rick Jorts. he doesn't work with the team anymore but uh, i always give him a shout out every every chance i can because he you know he pushed me and um we, you know we did a pretty good job at getting back i think a little bit before the um timeline uh, that was given to us so i always like to give rick a shout out and um yeah i just wanted to be a part of uh part of what was going on and the team kept winning while i was hurt Um, obviously with flower back there, I mean, um, he did an unbelievable job. Um, the team played unbelievably and I just wanted to be, I wasn't even really focused on playing while I was hurt. I just wanted to be even just on the bench. I just wanted to be part of what was going on and and be part of that locker room. And when you're hurt, it's, um, it's a tough feeling, you know, you feel secluded from the team, you have a different schedule and you're not really a part of the ups and downs. Uh, with your teammates and that's kind of what was what was driving me was I wasn't even really looking to to play obviously if my name was called I'd be ready but um, I just wanted to be in the locker room with my teammates and and going through you know those highs and lows together I think that's the most exciting part about it.
1: For sure for sure and I, I think you bring up a great point though that a lot of fans and people the listeners might not you know, appreciate as much, but the guys in the back room, the equipment managers, your training staff, how crucial they are to making sure you guys keep moving or get you back on the ice. So that's awesome.
2: No, hundred percent. Those guys are, are the unsung heroes. Um, you know, they work so hard behind the scenes and a lot of times these injuries can go pretty badly. And if you don't have the right people around you and you don't rehab properly, they can kind of linger and give you problems even you know down the road with scar tissue or whatever it may be so um yeah no i owe a lot to those guys and um you know rick in particular in that scenario so i hope he listens to this maybe i'll send it to him and he can uh, <laughs> he can hear him more shout out
0: yeah absolutely
1: we'll definitely get the clip for you
0: yeah so then going into your uh, second cup finals obviously you have the first one under your belt but then you go into a building like nashville And I remember just watching it on on TV and I think the whole rink was yellowed out and the fans were just nuts. So, I mean, how much more um, focus does it take from you to just play your game and not let the fans really have an
2: impact? Yes, you know, it can be difficult. Um, I I will say that's one of the best um, environments in hockey in Nashville and that year in particular. Um they were you know a passionate group, and um they let us hear it you know the whole series, and they were throwing catfish on the ice and it was just like it was a stressful environment for a road team to be in for sure, and that's you know kudos to them for for bringing that um and I remember the first two games there, I think it definitely got to to me personally um and you know as a team, I think. We won the first two at home and then lost with the next two on the road in Nashville. And, um, that was probably a big part of it, just because we hadn't experienced that kind of environment. And we don't play Nashville very often during the season, I think just once a year. So we didn't really know what to expect. Um, but then after we saw it, the first two games, games three and four, we were kind of able to, I think, settle into it a little bit and, and try to embrace it rather than, uh, you know, fighting against it. Yeah,
1: once you know it's coming, it makes things a little bit easier, right? So,
2: a little bit, yeah, but it was still like such a hard environment to play in. Um, But we just tried to look at it as, you know, uh, a challenge and and something fun too. So, uh, and then we were able to get it done the next time we we came back in game six, I guess it was.
1: Makes winning that much sweeter.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that Um, was fun. That was a fun night for sure.
1: So, Obviously, Matt, you know, you had a different perspective because you drafted, you're coming up through the O and everything like that. But when we were, me and Kyle were laughing because we're all almost right around the same age. I'm a 93, you're a 94. And Kyle, you're a 98, right? Yeah, 98. So I wanted to find out because as a kid growing up, you've been watching Sidney Crosby, you've watched Obi, you've seen Malkin. But then as you walked into like the Pittsburgh Penguins locker room, now you're playing alongside guys Crosby, Malkin, Kessel. Uh, flower, obviously. What was that like walking into that room?
2: Oh man, it was crazy. Um, it's a definitely like a pinch yourself type of moment when you're on the ice with those guys, and you get to see them operate. You know, just on a daily basis. Uh, I think you know the great players. That's what makes them good is how they dedicate themselves each and every day. And and those guys that you just mentioned are the, uh, you know, the perfect example of that. So. Um, you know, getting to to share the room with those guys was was awesome and something that I, you know, appreciate to this day. I, I still uh pinch myself sometimes and I get to, you know, share the locker room and, and share the ice with Sid. Um, him in particular, just because 'cause I'm Canadian obviously and mm-hmm. his goal that he scored in Vancouver, I still remember where I was watching that. So um there's an extra little bit of admiration there for sure. But all those guys are are unbelievable, and um, you know it rubs off on the guys around them uh, in the dressing room to see that kind of work ethic and that kind of dedication to to their craft, and and that's what makes them so good. And I think um, that's what rubs off on their teammates and what makes them good leaders.
1: Totally expected. Now, you know, you obviously walk in, you're a little starstruck, and you mention like you got to kind of look at yourself and say, "Hey, am I dreaming?" When you see all these guys there, but how quickly. Did you have to, like, come back down to earth and realize, like, I'm in this room, I've earned my spot, and now it's time to work?
2: Yeah, I think once you hit the ice, it kind of subsides that stuff a Mm -hmm. little bit. Um, You know, it was more so early on, it was more so in the dressing room, just sitting with them, eating breakfast or whatever it may be. Um, But once you hit the ice, it kind of changes. Um, I'm a super competitive guy too, like maybe too competitive sometimes and um so once you know once I hit the ice, I kinda turn into a different person but um for sure it was tough to get over the I, like i said i still i still kind of look around sometimes you know was it four years later now and uh I just feel very fortunate i feel very lucky i feel uh you know um yeah, just very fortunate to share the room with these guys. That's awesome. Now,
1: obviously a lot of people have heard Crosby's, you know, I don't know if he'd call himself superstitious, but at least like a little stitious. Do you have any quirks like that or anything that you try to like, you know, dial in on?
2: Do I have any quirks? Yeah. Um, not, nothing crazy. I wouldn't say. I mean, I try to keep a a routine before our games, but nothing, uh, Nothing too quirky, I think. I try to avoid that stuff because I just don't want to be uh, be too too excessive with it, you know, and like rely on that stuff too much. I try to go into games just seem like a free flowing kind of state of mind. So um, try not to put too much emphasis on that. Just kind of stick to my routine and um, go out and play and have fun, I guess
1: makes sense you're not worried about like your contract number has got to be the same as your birth year number that's got to be the same as your address number <laughs> that'd be pretty <laughs> no. exhausting um, yeah
2: no but I, I respect it and he's so good at like remembering all his little superstitions I think that's that's like underrated how hard that is to to keep up with that each and every game it's like that's that's what makes Sid special is his, his mind is just on another level
1: smart guy its yeah, just the I, it, intelligence level is just completely separated
0: yeah for sure so i remember hearing a story on uh, i think it was on spit and chicklets uh they they mentioned i think the the penguins went on a win streak and i guess every single win from then on they played the same song in the locker room so have you have you witnessed anything like that where like for 20 games straight you guys just do the same song before a game or just something crazy
2: <laughs> um I mean our, our music before games is usually pretty pretty much the same. Um just depends if Dumo's uh Dumo was out for a while this year. Brian Dumoulin, he's usually the, the team DJ. So when he got hurt, our music kinda changed a little bit. But uh if Dumo's in the room, it's usually a pretty um pretty consistent playlist. I think that's the yep. way the guys like it. Just kinda each song at at the same time before we go out for warm ups and stuff like that. So um it just gives guys, uh, you know, a little bit more of that routine, I guess you could say.
1: Now, obviously, you've been a part of a handful of international tournaments <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, so you've seen it probably firsthand. But uh, when I was uh, I was volunteering as an equipment guy with the program, the U.S. program in uh, Ann Arbor, and we had four, I think it was four nations, U-17s, and then the Swedes, and I forgot what the other team, another European team obviously came in and the techno and the stuff those kids listen to is hilarious like that is it's some yeah. intense stuff and it was my first uh first taste of that ever and it was so funny but yeah those guys are yeah, going noticed, hard
2: yeah i noticed actually guys from europe and like czech republic in particular and slovakia like those guys always are super into the house music and yeah like the heavy, <laughs> heavy duty techno and they always like those are always the guys that are like dj on the side you know what i mean so yeah. it's kind of fun. <laughs>
1: absolutely um, just that hard base hitting
2: yeah sure. now,
1: Matt I know uh, you know you the last couple of years well your cup years those are tough because you didn't lose as much uh, or you didn't have as much summer and as much downtime but when you do have downtime and stuff like that what do you like to get into do you do a lot of traveling music festivals um, just hanging at home what, what's your summer look like besides training obviously
2: yeah um... So we, uh, we moved a couple years ago, our summer house, to uh, the Muskoka region, like north of Toronto. So it's like lake, kind of like Lake District. Um, so I spend a lot of time in the lake, boating. Um, I play a lot of golf uh, ever since we moved there. I've um, been playing a lot of golf, a lot of tennis. Um, starting to get into fishing a little bit. We'll usually go on like one trip a year, my wife and I. Okay. Um, but for the most part you know we, we feel very lucky to live where we do and it's you know um, very outdoorsy area and it's beautiful like we think it's paradise so um, we like to take advantage of that whenever we can um, spend most of our time just out on the lake
1: for sure now Muskoka that's where they just had the uh, the Chicklets tourney isn't it
2: uh I don't know I think it was sure.
1: I think it was on like uh Lake Muskoka. They had spit chicklets had like a, a pond hockey tournament. But yeah, I, I watched some of the footage from that. It looks like an unreal place and a
2: sick yep. lake. Yeah, I know it's it's great, especially in the summertime. Obviously, it's uh it's a great spot to be. So we feel we feel lucky to to get to live there.
0: Yeah, we'll hop back into it. So uh you mentioned you're not really a flashy guy, but your gear's always been pretty sweet. So um, going into like the outdoor game, did, was that your idea to go with the, the all black and how did that kind of come about?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like to go all black every once in a while. Um, I did the last outdoor game in, uh, 2017, I guess it was when we played Philly at home. Uh, and we had yellow jerk all yellow jerseys. So the black, I think like offset that pretty well. Um, and then. Last year, I guess it was, we played in Philly outdoors. Uh, we had all black jerseys, so I just kind of went all black there, too. I like to do it whenever I can. They, um, they kind of frown upon it in Pittsburgh. Um, they like white, they like, uh you know, they think white looks bigger, so I totally understand that. And I like white, too, for the most part. But, uh, you know, for those one off games like the outdoor game, and I did all black for the World Cup back in, uh, Whatever year that was, 2016 too. So disgusting. Um, yeah, sad. Those are sweet.
0: Those are sweet. And you yeah uh, those
2: ones I went a little crazy with, but
0: it was fun. Your equipment guy's pretty big on social too, with and he seems to be pretty into the the goalie gear side of things. So does he play a big part in maybe deciding
2: or coming up with some options for you? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes for sure. Um I usually run and buy him and for the most part I just uh tell Berkey, uh, Adam Burke, I'll just uh you know send me a bunch of options and um, for my main set it's usually mostly white with a little bit of black and gold um, so Berkey kind of draws them up or he probably sends it off to somebody else to draw him up or I don't know how uh, how exactly it works over there but um, I usually get maybe like 12 to 20 different options on, on a little picture and I just kind of tell Berkey which one uh, which one I want to go with so you guys keep it pretty simple.
1: Fun fact about Matt here, real quick, is when we do send those mockups. I remember Berkey, me, Berkey telling me the one time, he goes, "Oh, like Matt, like this one, but this is kind of like our stock options." And then he told me, he told you, "Oh, you you like kind of like the stock setup?" And you said, "No, I, don't, I I can't do a stock setup." So you went with a completely different option. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So we had, we have stock setups that'll go into like the, the catalog and on the back of the the thing. And the col- one of the colorways we had sent was based off one of those, which is yeah. actually the one you liked. But then once Berkey told you, Hey, like, this is, it's funny. You like the stock option. He told me, you said immediately, Oh, well, and we got to change it. I can't have that. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah. I just want to switch it up a little bit, I guess. You're a full custom guy. Mostly too, right? Like to, to like the young kids and stuff, it's always usually the same stock colors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you're, you're definitely a strictly custom guy, which we can appreciate. We love that.
2: Yeah, um, no, I like that too. I like having, you know, my own kind of one of one, I guess you could say.
0: For sure. You got to have your own oh, yeah. originality. That's why we play goalie, right?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, for sure. That's one of the reasons for so, sure.
0: Definitely. The other thing I wanted to bring up, I don't know if you've, if the story's even crossed your path yet, but um, I think after the first cup, uh. One of the guys at Vaughn drew a Stanley cup for your on the internals of your playoff pads. You ended up winning and then the next year did the same thing one again. Um had had you heard about that story?
2: Uh I think I might have. Yeah, like um it was on like the inside, right? Like you couldn't yeah, see the, it.
0: Yeah, I think it was on the foams on the in the internals.
2: Yeah, I think I heard about that. Somebody Somebody was telling me about that. I never really looked into it. I didn't know if it was like a, a hoax, like an internet hoax or something. I didn't know if it was real. So I never really uh, looked into it. But that was real, eh? Yeah, so it, it, it's at Vaughn
1: Canada, your pads where your pads get made. Um one of our pad stuffer stuffers, his name's Jeff. He does all of you know Matt Murray's pads. He does all your stuff. Uh when the leg pads come to get the foams glued together, which create the core and then make the pad. And what he was doing was drawing this because he's a huge Pittsburgh fan. He's a, Peng, he's a Pens guy. So he actually was drawing the Stanley cups is like, he was calling it. He's like, they're going to win the next one. And then in the second year he added another one and those were going to be your playoff pads. So those were the ones that you wore through the cup run, which it was pretty, oh, no. pretty wild that Jeff, <laughs> Jeff called it like that.
2: <laughs> That's cool. Shout out to Jeff, man. That's awesome. Um, I wish I could do that story a little more when it happened because I just didn't think, I didn't think it was real. I didn't really, uh, nobody, you know, really told me how serious it was, but that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Shout out to Jeff. I'll, I hope to meet Jeff sometime. Thank him.
1: Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll get you linked up with him. He's a beauty and he's, uh, he's one of the fine crafters that allow us to, you know, keep guys like you happy and make sure that we have the same running product and keep that consistency. So, um,
2: yeah. Oh, that's now, awesome. Cool sir
1: working in the industry I try not to be too too much of a fan and you know with dealing with hockey all the time you kind of get burnt out at least on my end of things but the world cup and watching team north america was the most fun I've had watching hockey since like I was a kid the the amount of speed and skill you guys had was just insane um what was it like playing with all those young guys and being the studs in the league at the time
2: yeah that was uh that was a cool experience for sure Um, you know another one of those kind of pinch me moments and something that I feel very thankful that I got to be a part of uh, with so many young talented guys I just remember kind of the feeling in that dressing room was um, kind of no pressure and and guys just kind of went out and and did their thing and since we had so much skill and so much speed we were just playing you know playing fast Um, guys were having fun out there and, and maybe doing some some crazy stuff that you might not necessarily do in, uh, you know, an NHL game in, in March when you're, uh, you're trying to make the playoffs, you know. So I think that was a big part of it. And it's, it's unfortunate I got hurt a couple of games into that tournament, but uh, I got to watch that game against Sweden where Nate uh, kind of toe-dragged around Lundqvist's poke check and, and put it in on the back end. And that was an uh, overtime, I think, and that's when everybody kind of blew up. Uh, it's just too bad we couldn't uh, we couldn't get to the medal round.
1: Yeah that was I because I actually followed it pretty close and I was really hoping you guys would make a big push there for the medal rounds but uh, no that play was disgusting but yeah like you said you could just tell a lot of guys were it wasn't like a pond hockey type setup but there was just so much more experimentation going on where you're not playing a full strict system because like you said You're not worried about, oh, you know, we're in the wild card spot. We need to clinch a playoff spot. This is just a tournament that was hockey for fun. Um, Well, we're a place where guys could have fun. You know, you're obviously representing something, but an opportunity to showcase your skill and really get out there. So, and your gear, your setup was disgusting with the little orange embroidery on the Vaughn logos that had to get covered up.
2: Oh, yeah, I forgot they had to get covered up. That was funny. Those Uh, were filthy. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that was that was just a fun, fun experience to be part of. So, you know, I wanted to go with something different. So I went all black and I thought those uniforms were sick too. Those team North America uniforms. So yeah, uh, I still have, they gave us, uh, I think I have the white one uh, that we got to keep. So um, just another cool memory for me and, and uh, just super thankful. I got to be a part of that team and um, I just had a blast. Yeah.
1: That's definitely a Jersey worth hanging up in one of those boxes. eh? (laughs)
2: yeah that's a cool one because i don't know if they'll ever uh they'll ever do that again they probably will at some point but um that was kind of a one-off thing at the time and um i don't think they have any plans for another one just yet so just uh kind of a unique experience and um just so happy i got to be a part of that
1: 100 percent guys if you weren't playing pro hockey right now what do you think you'd be doing instead and I know it's not building basketball nets, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's probably not building anything. But uh, <laughs> I would say, oh, man, if I had to guess, probably a lawyer. My dad was a lawyer. So really, um, I probably would have followed in his footsteps and then he took over the firm or something like that. That'd be my best guess.
1: Very cool. What kind of, what law does he practice?
2: Oh, uh, well, he used to practice um mostly child care like protection services actually, so he would mm. kind of represent uh the child care protection agencies and and trying to get kids out of abusive homes and um you know uh foster kids if they're not in a good home and he would kind of represent the child protection services so it was tough work um you know I saw a lot of a lot of stuff that he probably didn't want to deal with but um you know he he dedicated himself to it so he uh uh, he did a lot of you know good things for a lot of kids who uh didn't have the best um scenario
1: yeah somebody's got to be the voice for them right now did that kind of give you your inspiration for matt saves last year
2: yeah yeah that was uh that was pretty much the inspiration yeah so um after my dad passed away a couple of years ago i just wanted to do something that um kind of honored him i guess and um followed in his footsteps of um giving and and being charitable so um that was uh, that was the biggest uh influence behind it for sure
0: absolutely absolutely so i think we we've asked a lot of guys who are either in minors or pros um more so the guys who are on the bus road trips but you know with bus karaoke or um shoot checks at dinner so you guys are probably more on the the flying to games (laughs) being in the NHL but do you guys do any karaoke on planes or singing at dinner
2: um not as much as in junior um junior when I played in Sioux we did a lot of that um most of that stuff usually is like a rookie party type thing where the rookies have to sing or or tell a joke or something like that but it's not like a common uh it's not as common as it is in junior that's for sure
1: you bring up a good point though did you have to go through two different rookie parties in the second year did they kind of just let you breeze in
2: no every uh that's kind of an unwritten thing is you just go through one like if you because you got to pay for dinner and everything too so if you once you do one you're you're in the clear you don't have to you don't have to do the next one even if you're like still considered a rookie by the league standards you're not as long as you paid the year before you uh you're in the clear
1: yeah you paid your dues already they're not going to sue you
2: twice <laughs> yeah exactly exactly. <laughs> plus you to, you're young and you're not making any money at that point either so it's like it hurts when you have to pay for that debt.
1: <laughs> absolutely that really uh that really gouges away at the pocket that's for sure
2: yeah that's a that's a tough one
1: now if uh Matt, if your mom could describe you in one sentence, what do you think it
2: would be? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I would say, hmm, that's a good one. Probably curious would be one. Uh, she would say, I'm curious, hardworking, and uh, compassionate.
1: Those are all good things.
2: Yeah. Yeah, my mom didn't say anything bad about me, I don't think.
1: (laughs) She wouldn't talk about you in a bad way, that's for sure. Yeah, I hope not.
2: (laughs) I was just uh
0: scrolling elite prospects and it said you had dual citizenship with uh Canada and the Netherlands. Is that
2: true? No, that's not true. Uh (laughs) I have I have uh like my mom's uh I think my mom might have dual citizenship, but I definitely don't. I think I could get citizenship if i wanted to maybe just because my mom is uh a citizen there my grandparents lived there um but no i'm not a dual citizen i'm just a canadian citizen officially all right yeah well, that's the inside I'm scoop from between it
1: was... two posts
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you have it. right there hey, that's proof right there that you can't trust any, everything that you read on the internet right exactly we're bringing you the facts <laughs> here you know the hard-hitting stuff <laughs> This is what the people need. Um, Yeah.
1: Now, in in baseball, obviously, you know, when you go up to bat, guys get walk up songs. If you could get a walk up song, what would yours be?
2: Oh wow, that's another good one. Um, man, that's tough. You know what song has been like stuck in my head recently is "Blinding Lights" by The Weekend. Really? Yeah. Are you a are you a big The Weekend guy? Uh, I wouldn't say big. Um, uh, no, not necessarily, but he's got some good ones for sure. Um, I just like anything that's catchy. I'm not like, you know, into like certain artists or anything necessarily, but that song has been stuck in my head for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> do, you usually, do you have headphones in before games
0: or are you just listening to whatever the team's playing?
2: Uh, I usually have headphones like on the bus ride to the rink and maybe walking into the rink. But, um, once I get changed, uh i take them out and just listen to what the team's listening to yeah
1: so with that being said are you an airpods guy or do you still have beats
2: i'm an airpods guy it's like
1: making that big league money that's for sure
2: (laughs) as long as they're wireless because the worst is when you walk into games we have to go through metal detectors and the worst is when you have to like stop your music to take out your headphones and put them through the metal detector and then get going again you know what i mean that's yeah man. used to piss me off so much so as long as they're wireless you can just walk right through the metal detectors and as long as they don't tell you to take them out then you're good and you can keep uh you know keep listening
1: absolutely it's all about the efficiency you know you're
0: just trying to breeze through right
2: <laughs> yeah exactly
0: um, well, that's kind of interesting so the, the any the the players have to go through the metal detectors too
2: Yeah. Yeah. Once we get off the bus, I think everybody that goes into the buildings has to uh, go through. So as soon as we get off the bus, we got to go through that. Um, And, uh, you know, you got to put your phone down and take your wallet out and stuff like that. And I used to have to do my headphones, too, because they're obviously attached to my phone. But um, the wireless, (laughs) the wireless headphones is nice because you can keep listening to your music right through.
1: Absolutely clutch. So that means you got to leave like your gat and stuff at home then. Right, Matt? your what your gat your handguns
2: (laughs) yeah no i'm not i'm not a handgun type of guy (laughs) Um, and then
1: lastly here like when you're on the road there's obviously a lot of downtime when you're on the plane and traveling and stuff like that do you uh how do you take up your time you play games on your phone do you play cards with the guys watch movies what do you get into
2: uh i'm mostly a movie guy on planes i love movies and always have since i was a kid and that's uh That's prime movie watching time. Um, You know, I probably don't watch as many movies at home as I used to. Just being a little bit busier now, taking care of the dogs and and everything. So, um, yeah, I try to catch up on um, whatever movie looks good at the moment. So movies and TV shows is what I do for the most part. Maybe read a book once in a while, but um, mostly movies and TV.
1: Yeah, just try and educate yourself with a book. Mix one of those in every once in a while. for sure. <laughs> yeah, once in a while, for
2: sure.
1: <laughs> did you uh, did you see Uncut Gems?
2: No, I haven't yet. Oh. I book, for sure,
1: dude. Oh man, that I went and saw that in theaters because like I'm a, I'm an Adam Sandler guy for sure. Because growing up, obviously he was like the big comedian and he was pu- punching out movies left and right. But uh, you've probably seen Uncut Gems is a different take on him where he's completely serious. It's a very serious role. Um, but when we went and saw that in theaters, it was one of those movies where like, I was fully invested in it though. So I think I have a different perspective where like I was excited to see it, but from start to finish, I was on the edge of my seat and I felt anxiety in my body, the whole movie. It was so good.
0: I think this this is the third podcast you brought that up on.
1: Cause it's just so good. It's a great (laughs) movie that everybody needs to see. And if you haven't seen it, you got to see it, especially now with downtime.
2: Right. So. That's a great testimonial for that movie for sure too. So yeah, no, that's hey, that's on the list for sure. I got to check they, it out. They, they, they got to be paying for that Yeah, I'm interested a... to see what Adam Sandler is like in like a serious role. I, I've obviously never seen one with them being serious, so that'll be interesting.
1: I get a light kickback every time I bring it up, so no big deal. Yeah, yeah it sounds like <laughs> it. Yeah, but, you're um, it up. but see, now now I when I do stuff like that, I get worried because now I've set the bar. And then if it falls under for that person, it's like it has that higher expectancy, right? So that's where I get – I'm teetering like, oh, no, like, now what if he washes and he doesn't get it? And, like, he doesn't like it? No, I sound like an idiot, but way she goes. No, I get that.
2: I get that, but I've been hearing that same review from a lot of people, so it must be pretty good.
1: Yeah, we'll yeah. hope so. Well, let let us know when you when you see
0: it. Hey, I got. I I just thought of one more because uh, I was just I don't know why this thought came into my head about the the basketball hoop again. But you know, you're you're six <laughs> four. Are you are you dunking on that? No, not no. If it's like if it's at ten feet, no, I can't really dunk. Not quite. Oh man, gotta get some hops in the summer training. I guess I don't know.
2: Yeah, I can little... like get it over the the rim and like kind of lay it in, sort of. But I can't like actually throw it down like real dunk.
0: Have you seen the ESPN channel? I think they they changed it to ESPN 8 the Ocho like on the normal channel and they're just running reruns of uh it's called like Juggle Dodgeball so there's like a juggle oh, yeah 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 it's marble racing they got they pulled out all the big sports
2: so yeah i think i was watching the other day and it was like sign spinning did you see that one <laughs> no i didn't i didn't see that one yeah it was the world sign spinning championships from like 2017 or something it was actually pretty crazy like these guys were actually unbelievable athletes. oh yeah they get dialed in like these these guys it's their it's not a hobby to them like this is it yeah no it was serious it was actually pretty fun to watch but <laughs> i don't know if i'll watch it again though i don't i didn't know that was actually a real thing i thought that was like a
1: jokey thing
2: <laughs> that's too well no, cool. yeah these guys were going hard like they were serious
1: you know it's absolutely electric though that you brought up kyle is marble racing um <laughs> favorite pastime unreal to watch those competitions go down and those guys have been punching out videos like
0: crazy too i have one more about uh an ahl record you had back in fourteen fifteen um which is still the record the longest AHL shutout streak you were a minute shy of 5 straight games so i mean going into that did you just i mean your confidence must have been
2: through the roof yeah it was weird cuz i wasn't really the starter at that point so i wasn't even playing consecutive games so those like four almost five games were over like a month span too it wasn't oh, like no five, it wasn't like 5 in a row you know like i'd play one and then I would sit for a couple and then I'd play one and then I'd sit for a couple. And then the last two or I think the last two I played back to back starts. But other than that, it was um they were like really spaced out, you know. So um it was just weird. It was just just kind of came together at the right time, I guess, and um played well when I got in there. And, you know, at one point, you know, stuff was just hitting you like that's just how it goes sometimes as a goalie. Some sometimes you have stretches like that where you, you don't even necessarily feel great, but everything just hits you. You just get lucky. So I think that's kind of what was happening there.
0: <laughs> just too humble right there. <laughs> I think there, <laughs> there, there probably had to be some skill
2: to get to set an AHL record. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I just try to be in the right spot, and sometimes it hits you, sometimes it don't. It doesn't, right? That's that's goaltending. Yeah, that's goaltending
0: right there. It either hits you or it doesn't, straight from a <laughs> 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 Two-time Stanley Cup champion. You heard it here first.
1: <laughs> it, it either hits you or it doesn't it's whatever Yep. exactly <laughs> so um but no matt hey this was a lot of fun thank you so much we'll uh we'll get you linked up with jeff from uh our factory who builds your pads, so you can give him a, a shout out there um but thanks again for all the time and we want to uh wish you the best of luck once things get rolling here again And hopefully we'll talk to you soon and see you soon.
2: Yeah. Thanks guys. Had a blast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. So that was Matt Murray.
1: Um, Unreal interview though. Like such a humble guy to talk to Uh, two cups back to back. He's only 25 years old, like pretty unreal. And you think some, some kids might uh, let that get to their head, but not that guy. What'd you think?
0: Yeah, it was a sweet talking to him and some great stories with, with Sid and winning cups. So uh, really great interview overall.
1: That's awesome. So everybody stay tuned. We got some big ones lined up for you guys like Cal Peterson, Chris Streger, and even our own Dominic Malerba, the beauty from Boston who's been making masks for uh, longer than you and I have probably
0: been alive. So huge Duncan guy too. So excited to, to get that one out. Yeah. So we'll talk to you guys soon.
1: Stay safe.